0: Sefer Shmot, Parshat Pikude, on building the inner tabernacle. This week, we bring the book of Exodus to a close with Parshat Pekudeh, which means amounts of. In this Torah portion, we see the completion of the building of the Mishkan, of the tabernacle, God's dwelling place that the Israelites carried with them as they traveled. While the Mishkan, unlike the temple later built by Shlomo HaMelech, King Solomon, was both portable and temporary, it was precious enough to be a major focus of this parsha and much of the Book of Exodus. Shmote 39 reads, Then they brought the tabernacle to Moses with the tent and all its furnishings, its clasps, its planks, its bars, its posts, and its sockets, the covering of tanned ram skins, the covering of dolphin skins and the curtain for the screen, the arc of the pact and its poles and the cover, the table and all its utensils and the bread of display, the pure lampstand, its lamps, lamps in due order, and all its fittings and the oil for lighting, the altar of gold, the oil for anointing via aromatic incense, and the screen for the entrance of the tent, the copper altar with its copper grating, its poles and all the utensils, and the laver and its stand, the hangings of the enclosure, its posts and its sockets, the screen for the gate of the enclosure, its cords and its pegs, all the furnishings for the service of the tabernacle, the tent of meeting. The service vestments for officiating in the sanctuary, sacral vestments of Aaron, the priest, and the vestments of his sons for priestly service. So just as the Lord had commanded Moses, so the Israelites had done all the work. And when Moses saw that he had performed all the tasks as the Lord had commanded, so they had done, Moses blessed them. And this is just a summary of the work that was explained in painstaking detail earlier in the book. So why would the Israelites undertake such a demanding task? Let's look back a little at how we got here. At the beginning of the book of Exodus, the Jews were in effect homeless, slaves physically and spiritually. Even with the greatness of the liberation of the Exodus, we were still refugees, nowhere close to reaching the promised land. So at this point, we had no place at all to call home. The building of the tabernacle, then, is the first sense we've had of a home, a place that is special, uniquely ours, and spiritually important. Now millennia later, we can learn from the Israelites we can take away the lesson that in our own travels, each of us needs a home to carry with us and to repeatedly return to. To an extent, this can work with physical spaces, such as synagogues and literal homes. Another tool for this can be Shabbat. See famously Rabbi Abraham Joshua Heschel's notion of the palace in time. But we also need spiritual homecomings to the soul. And those can happen only if we do the work to build the Mishkan within ourselves. When there's uncertainty in society, and we seem to be living in relentlessly unprecedented times, we can find security in our own inner tabernacle. When there is trauma to the body or to the psyche, we can return to the inner tabernacle. This isn't a way of hiding from the world, but as a way of communing with God's presence and gaining the courage and clarity to carry out the work we're called to do. It is therefore crucial that we find our sense of self-worth, not from what we produce and what society values, but from the depth of our being in our internal tabernacle. On the importance of such inner awareness, Rabbi Naomi Levy told the Jewish Journal, what you see with your eyes is only a piece of the truth, but the soul wants to offer us its expansive vision, a consciousness of the whole we have trouble seeing. Soon we may begin to see a bigger picture, how random threads are all actually woven together in a single majestic tapestry. What a beautiful explanation of the power of spiritual life to see beyond the surface. And building the tabernacle is work. In a way, building the mishkan is the essence of work itself, as we derive the 39 malachots, the 39 labors traditionally prohibited on Shabbat from the labors used to build the mishkan. The internal work, though, involves continuously inviting God to dwell within us through prayer, our ways of relating to others and a deepening of all of our practices. When the Israelites left Egypt, they needed a nourishing spiritual home before they could truly embark on their journey. The end of Exodus explains when Moses had finished the work, the cloud covered the tent of meeting and the presence of God filled the tabernacle. Over the tabernacle, a cloud of the Lord rested by day, and fire would appear in it by night, in the view of all the house of Israel throughout their journeys. So too, in the trek of our lives, we need a Mishkan to take with us, and to give us the strength, fuel, and guidance to carry on and no one can build it for us. We need to be active builders of it, just as the Israelites were the ones to build theirs. We can, however, help one another in constructing our personal mishkans. A crucial part of our justice work, beyond physically aiding people, must be helping others find their own homecomings that can sustain them. In the book of Genesis, the Jews discovered what it meant to be a unified people. In Exodus, through the issues we've covered, such as leadership, financial ethics, and personal character, the Israelites learned how to be a moral people. Now, as we move toward the book of Leviticus, they are on their way toward becoming a spiritual people. Shabbat shalom.